Hey kids, welcome back to the next episode of the Incredible Kids Podcast. My name is Moritz Siri, and I will be your host through this incredible journey. We are going to meet many incredible kids. They are going to share with us their stories. Some of them super cool and different like you've never heard before. And some you may say are just ordinary, but all of them incredible. If you have great ideas, email me today at ikidspodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for... Incredible Kids! It's time for the joke of the day! Yay! Today's joke is brought to you by... Shindel Malka G from Houston, Texas. What the fly loves bread? A butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Incredible Kids Podcast. Thank you to Five Towns Central, your one source for all your advertising needs in the Five Towns community. And welcome to all our new listeners from around the world. This episode is also sponsored by Swing It Playsets. We'll talk more about them later. In the last episode, we talked about what it feels like to be bullied in school. I asked you guys to practice doing something that we called rabbit space because of the book, Be Like the Rabbit. And what it means is that when you see a friend who is going through a challenge and instead of like trying to always solve their problems, you're just listening to them, you're present for them and you show them that you care. And I received a beautiful email from a girl who I won't say her name because I think she'll be worried this girl will figure out who she is. But she said she has a girl in her class who's very lonely and is bullied. And I'll just read you a little bit of her email. She said, no one likes to sit next to her. Whenever I sit next to other people in our class and she comes, those other girls sitting there pick up and go sit at another table. But I always stay because I know that it's the right thing to do. And I know how that feels. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Listen to this. Then she continues and says, me and my carpool love Slurpees and doing chesed. Sometimes our carpool driver lets us get Slurpees. Well, that's a nice carpool driver. And we don't want to just get Slurpees for no reason. So we think of someone that we know who would love one and normally would not get something from other people. And they made this thing called chesed for Slurpees. I'm blown away. I'm totally blown away. And you could probably guess what happened. They thought of this girl and they got her a Slurpee and it made her feel so good. And I really think that this girl who sent this email herself realized that including her felt better than joining the other friends who sadly were not being nice to this girl. These are the things that are going to build you into a caring, mature, understanding, sensitive person. Such a beautiful thing. You're the daughter of queens. You're the queen master's legacy. And this is what Hashem wants from all of us. So that was so beautiful. It inspired me so much. And what a way to kick off our episode now. So in today's episode, we are gearing up for summertime. I know I'm really excited for the summer. As soon as the weather gets nicer and the pools open up, I get so excited for summer. Roll down my windows, let the speakers blow. It's such a great opportunity for families to do fun things together, for friends to go to camp, for kids to have that important break from school and from regular schedule. In different communities, people go at different ages, but a lot of older kids might be heading off to sleepaway camp or overnight camp. Everyone calls it different things. I want to say that sleepaway camp is a very big treat. It's expensive and it's not maybe what every family does, but enough kids go. And we actually had a lot of our listeners 
message incredible kids and say, we're nervous about camp. We don't know what to expect. Can you do an episode before camp? So I hope that this episode is going to help the kids who are going to camp, but it's also an important episode because there's a huge focus on what happens when you get homesick. Now, I know that kids can get homesick in a lot of situations. It's not just in sleepaway camp. I mean, I remember in fifth grade. I went to a friend's house for Shabbos and I don't know what it was. Something about it was just very different. The way Shabbos in their house was different than it was in my home. And I just didn't feel comfortable, but I couldn't even figure out why I was feeling the way I was feeling. I just knew that I had a stomach ache. I remember my friend and her parents asking me, is everything okay? And you seem like you're not feeling well. And I said, yeah, my stomach hurts. And the funny part was that her father was a stomach doctor. Awkward. So he was like, oh, uh, maybe. And I was like thinking to myself if he only knew I was homesick, but I was too embarrassed to tell them. And they lived all the way across town. So I couldn't even like walk home. And in the end, I was fine. I pushed through. It wasn't my last sleepover. I tried again another time. But homesickness is a very real thing. Maybe as a kid, if I had heard more about homesickness and about how normal it is and what you can do about it and how you shouldn't be afraid to talk about it and ask someone for help, maybe I wouldn't have felt that way. I hope that this episode helps people in all situations when they're uncomfortable in a new situation and away from home. In today's episode, we are first going to meet Adina. Adina is 13 years old. She is from Miami, Florida, and she spent last summer in sleepaway camp. She's going to tell us about her experience. And then you got to hear a special conversation I had with my dear friend, Morafegi Grumman, who is so smart and gives such good advice for kids in a lot of these kind of situations. So I hope you enjoy and gain a lot of insight from today's episode. We asked our listeners, did you ever get homesick before? What did it feel like? Here's what they had to say. Hi, my name is Esther and I'm 10 years old. A time when I felt homesick was when I was at a sleepover at my friend's house and I didn't feel comfortable there. Chevy and I've never really felt homesick. I'm not like, if I go out of the house, then I'm not homesick at all. I'm fine. You know, I'm not like a homebody person. Hi, my name is Kyla and I am 10 years old. One time I was at my friend's house for a sleepover and I got homesick. I was sad and I missed my mother because I wanted to go home. My name is David. I'm seven years old. I once went to my grandparents and I felt homesick because I was sad. Hi, my name is Gershon Randall and I'm nine years old. A time that I felt homesick was when I went on the Haidon trip. Hi, I'm Rena. I'm seven years old. I once got homesick at my cousin's house and it was my parents. <laughs> Are you ready for our first interview? Adina lives in Miami, Florida and spent her first summer away from home in sleepaway camp last summer. It's almost summertime and she's gearing up for a return to this amazing camp where she spent last summer. We're going to ask her some questions about her experience, what it was like for her getting homesick and getting used to a new situation and making the best of it. Enjoy. Hi, I'm here with Adina. Tell us how old you are and where you're from. My name is Adina. I'm from Florida and I'm 13 years old. I'm in seventh grade. 
as the summer is beginning or almost I think officially summer starts June 21st. 21st. That's how we're ending school. That's how I know. It's just That's awesome. Calendar. We're getting very close. This episode is a pre-summer episode. I heard that you went to sleepaway camp for the first time last summer. Am I right? Mm-hmm. How did that decision happen to go to sleepaway camp last summer when you were going into seventh grade? So my sister went to camp, so I wanted to go with her. After I decided that I wanted to go, we made it official. So the two of you went together. Did you have any friends? No, I went alone. Were there other girls in your class also going to sleepaway camp? Yeah. Just different one. And if they don't go to sleepaway camp, what do they do? So there's a teens camp and a lot of people work. Mm-hmm. How did you feel going to sleepaway camp for the first time? You sounded like you were excited about the idea. You decided you were going to camp pretty early in the year because in order to get into a sleepaway camp, you need to apply in what month? Do you remember? Probably around November. Yeah, that's like crazy. That's before Hanukkah. And then it's coming closer. It's coming closer. It's May and then it's June and you're packing and you're buying all the things you need. What were your feelings so, like inside you? In the beginning, I was scared, but I didn't know what to expect. So I kept pushing it off. I was like, hey, whatever. I'm going to camp. Great. And then as I got closer and closer, I started getting very nervous. I'm very close to my parents. So yeah. And did you talk it through with your parents? So I really wanted to go. So I didn't want to like back out of it. But <laughs> yeah, I did talk about it. You didn't want to make it seem like you were freaking out to the point that they would be like, forget it, you're not going. <laughs> yeah. My friends were also like, I don't know how you're doing this because they don't want to go to camp. One of my friends decided that she's coming. So your close friends camp. don't go to any camp? Yeah. Well, two years okay. friends this year. So last year, you were like the only one of your friends going to camp and everybody was like not making the situation better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ultimately you went. How did you get to camp? So we were going on a family road trip. So I just took the bus from where we left. Where was that? We went to Baltimore. Everybody on this bus was going to your camp. Yeah. What was your thoughts and feelings as you arrived? So when I first got there, I was like freaking out. I didn't really have anyone to talk to. So I was like tagging along with my sister. Because she was there the year before. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. She was giving me a tour. Then the first day or two. How was that for you? So the first day was like unpacking like crazy. I don't have enough hangers. Excuse me, is this yourself? I didn't have time to talk to anyone. But by the second day, I made friends. I was just still very uncomfortable with being like away. Mm -hmm. But you made friends already by the second day? Yeah, I was like trying very hard. Probably the second day I made like three friends and then their friends like included you. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's really fast. Are you the type that usually makes friends quickly? Well, I moved to Florida, so I'm kind of used to it. So you're used to new situations. Yeah. But at the same time, you were still feeling not sure of yourself because you were still freaking out a little bit. So what does that mean to you? Were you crying? So in the beginning, basically, the parents are allowed to email and then they print it out for you. You've got mail. So I was like, I'm crying all day. And I just like turned into an emotional wreck because I was like, oh, my every gosh, time you need- got an email. Yeah, I needed to talk to my friends. I was like. This is generally crazy. Basically, a lot of people are uncomfortable in the beginning, so they want to give the camp a chance before they call their parents. And they're like, I hate this place. Get me out of here. <laughs> so, exactly. you're only allowed to call like a week and a half into camp. So, a few days in, I was like, okay, I'm not even reading these emails anymore. Good for you. Because like, you realized it was a trigger for you. Yeah. My mother was like, I'm so excited for Friday. I'm going to call you. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I can't call you on Friday. That's what she was writing in the emails. Yeah. So, you your poor mother was trying to make it better for you, but each time you read it, it made it like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Um, by the time I was able to call my mother, I was like fine for the end of the year, but for the end of the summer. The end of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a year, by the way. It flew by. In the beginning, I'm saying when you're homesick, it feels like a crawling, crawling. And I then know. as soon as you make that choice to love camp and not be homesick, it's like too fast. Yeah, that first week, I loved camp, but I still wanted to go home. What was the time of day that was the hardest for you when you felt the most homesick? Probably lunch, because that's when we got emails. So every day I would give mm-hmm. my emails to my camp friends and they would read it for me and make sure that it was fine. And I wouldn't like... <laughs> they would read it first to see that you wouldn't get too emotional? Yeah. One time I read it and I was like <laughs> ran into the bathroom. <laughs> I was like so scared. Did your friends know that you were feeling like this? Yeah, they were like so supportive. Well, that's so sweet because they hardly knew you. Yeah. Aww. The friendships that you make in camp in such a short amount of time, it's like this pressure cooker. You just get to know people really well, really fast and everything about them. Like you're literally living with them. Yeah. In the beginning, like the second day, I knew them for a year. Like, it, like, right. Felt like we were best That's what it feels like. Exactly. Yeah. Are you going to be with them again this summer? Yeah. Same I hope friend. they send out like a listing so we can pick. We're trying to make a chain. Make a chain of requesting yeah, like, who could I be in saw, your bunk? Yeah. Because they do at least one person. So if I do one person mm. and they do another person, then we'll <laughs> you think you're going to custom make your bunk, basically? We'll try. I think the kitten will catch on if we're only doing one person. Like- <laughs> you have a very good opportunity now that you've been through a year of camp. Like you said, a year of camp, a summer of camp. That's like a year whatever. You know, going into it, that it was a little challenging for you to come into a situation with no friends. Now you're in that situation where you could look out for other kids who maybe are new and coming without any friends. I'll tell you something about getting homesick. Sometimes when you're homesick, it doesn't even make sense because like you said, you loved it. Why would you be sad and makes your stomach hurt, right? Like it's just sometimes like you can't figure out why you're feeling that way, but you love camp. So it doesn't seem to make sense. It could be that this summer you'll have those feelings, maybe not as much. Nothing's like the first year. First years could be harder. When something happens, you're not having a great day. Somebody hurts your feelings. You might go back to that homesickness. How can you prepare yourself to deal with that? So I really just needed to talk to my mother. Now that I know that I'm not going to be able to call them, it's probably going to be better because like, I know I'm going to be able to call them at some point, just not right away. Mm-hmm. Hello, mother. Hello, mother. So you wish that you would have known before this is how it works in camp. It's normal not to talk to your parents for a nice chunk of time. Yeah. Well, I came there on um, mm-hmm. like maybe a Sunday or a Monday and I thought I had to wait till Friday. In the end, I had to wait till the next, I don't know, maybe Tuesday. Or- and if it's your first time, it's like you're used to seeing your parents every single day. Like, what do you mean I can't talk to my parents for a week and a half? I know. Yeah. That's really hard. But in the end, don't you agree that it's the best thing? Yeah. I go to like double sleepovers and everything, but like I was never expecting. Wait, wait, wait. What's a double sleepover? You sleep for one night and then you decide you want to sleep for another night. Party. <laughs> I never heard that. Is that like a thing that you made up? No, I mean, a lot of people do it. If you stay for some, I just never heard the word before. I get what you're saying, but I never heard it being called a double sleepover. It's so cute. So in those situations, you're usually fine? Yeah, like always. I thought I would be fine. I was like, I uh-huh. have sleepovers all the time. It's not the same, but the first day right. I already started feeling it. And then came visiting day. And since your family is not in New York, did you get any visitors? So I think after COVID, they stopped having visiting day. You serious? Yeah. 
I don't know. It could be That's awesome. Why? They make a whole banquet and they show off the camp and they try to. I want you to imagine something, okay? Imagine you had your situation like you did last summer where in the beginning you were a little bit homesick and then you finally were getting over it, right? <laughs> so that by the time you were able to call your parents at one and a half weeks into camp, you were like, hi, I'm doing great, right? I love it. And then would come visiting day because visiting day is at that halfway point about two weeks into camp. You see your parents, you spend a few hours with them, you show them around camp, you have this fancy schmancy lunch, or you go to Walmart, you make them buy you a million Oreo cookies and water bottles and I don't know what. And then they bring you back to camp and they're like, bye, we have to go now. And what happens? You tell me. Um, you give them a huge hug and just feel you like, give them a huge hug and then cry me a river. <laughs> this is well, what happens, and then all the homesickness comes back, and you're like, don't go. Yeah, so when I was leaving, I was going onto the bus. I was like scared to go on the bus. I was like, no, they were like pushing me onto the bus. They're like, you're gonna have a fun time, and I'm like, I'm so scared. They just pushed you on. They knew that you just had to go, right? You just have to go. Yeah. Like, you can't make the goodbye too everything. long. <laughs> They're like, you're gonna have a blast no matter what. You just need to push yourself to go. Right. I, and it sounds like you really, really did. Uh, let me just hear a few fun things. I hope that kids listening are gonna be super pumped to go to camp if they are going to camp or if they eventually ever go to sleepaway camp. It's a great, wonderful experience that if a girl or a boy is lucky enough to be able to go, you know, it's very expensive and not everybody is able to, but if people are able to go, it's such an amazing opportunity. So tell me, like, what's the best part about sleepaway camp? So I, like, didn't know, like, such a fun existed. Just staying up late, having Shabbos with your friends. Even though I just, like, said that I was, like, missing my parents a lot. You're taking care of yourself. It's, like, a fun, like, responsibility. Mm -hmm. In what way did you feel like you practice responsibility? No one's reminding me to put away my laundry. No one's doing my laundry so i had to actually do that wow no one's gonna make me a snack if i want a snack i have to get myself a snack right just like being the pioneers and like going outside it was just fun it's different in every camp but what's an example of something that's crazy fun so probably a really fun part is night activity you do activities there's like the night activity song we would do like contests every time it was different just like wacky stuff right yeah during the day there's like fun activities there's sports it's like such a fun atmosphere, like fun after fun after fun after fun. <laughs> you don't go home and stop the fun. You go to your bunk house and continue the fun. Exactly. Are there a lot of rules to follow? Nothing so specific. Mm -hmm. You can't like steal stuff from the kitchen. You have curfew. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No stealing uh, from the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> I think I can handle that. You have to go to meals, go to activities. Sounds like pretty standard stuff. They need everybody doing that. Otherwise, everyone would be doing their own thing. Yeah. It's like meeting a new person. You only have like four or eight weeks so like you just want to like talk out your whole life like we'd stay up to like the whole night on Shabbos so you just like talk and talk and talk and talk about like who knows how. <laughs> like it sounds like a girl's dream all the boys listening are gonna be like that sounds so boring <laughs> I'm sure a boy would say about all the sports and 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 maybe woodworking but more sports and more sports and maybe something yeah. else and more sports and more sports so you're gonna be like okay enough sports you know yeah you have a mic now to thousands of kids who are gonna be hearing this what would you share with them about feeling homesick because i want to bring it back to that for a moment because i know it 
that's something that so many kids feel at different points. Sometimes it's at a friend's house on a Shabbos that they went away. Sometimes they're staying at their grandparents because their parents went on vacation. And sometimes they're in sleepaway camp. So when you're feeling homesick, what's Adina's best advice? What you got? You're not able to communicate to your parents. What did you want to check in with them about? Something specific? I just wanted to like know that they were like, okay. Like, I used to get like fears that they were like, I don't know what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Actually, something that very much helped is think about what your mother's doing right now. She's probably like going on a walk putting the kids to sleep whatever they're doing like how's to know from what i understand you were just worried that maybe something's not right with your family and how would you know because you're here in sleepaway camp or how would you know because you're sleeping at a friend for shabbos you would think to yourself let me just imagine what they would be doing at a typical shabbos afternoon or a typical sunday like oh my mother would be like you said taking a walk now yeah and also no matter what after you come back home you had so much fun i didn't want to come i didn't want to leave <laughs> Like, it's going to be over. You don't want to just sit there the whole camp. Like, it made you feel... I missed my parents. It, like, flew by so fast. I thought it was, like, two minutes. Imagine you didn't allow yourself to have fun the whole time because you were worried the entire time. Also, like, your parents are, like, part of whatever you do. Like, if you do a project, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to show this to my parents. You put it in your life. Did you take a lot of pictures to share with your family when you came home? I should have taken more. I don't know. I thought I took a ton, and I did not take enough. You should bring a camera. All the memories that you're capturing in four weeks is, like, too much imagine well your sleepaway camp is definitely lucky to have you back this summer <laughs> so excited what would you say are the best items to bring to camp you mentioned the camera what else would you pack along top few items that must be packed a chair I did not know that. Say what? A chair. You need something to sit on. In your suitcase? Like those foldable ones. They're like $3 on Walmart. Okay. It's so interesting to me. There's so many new trends. I don't remember a single person packing a chair with them when I went to sleepaway camp 100 million years ago, but... You could sit on your bed, (laughs) but if you want to sit on a porch, then you need a chair. Right. Okay. Sounds like a chill. Okay. Chillin', bro. I don't know if all camps let, but everything that has crazy in it, bring tutus, glitter. Ooh, tutus. Bring some tutus. <laughs> you gotta be besimcha, go do crazy stuff, silly stuff. You gotta be besimcha, Tamin. <laughs> yeah. Check the handbook to make sure. And by the way, kids going to day camp, I'm sure that'd be fun too to make things interesting, right? Going to day camp, going to tutu. Why not? Yeah. It's like a bunch of like random why not. Just like have fun, why not? Why not? What else is a why not? Well, I made a huge list of everything you need to bring. I realized that I didn't bring buckets for clothing. A lot of camps have a shelf that you put your stuff on. And I was like putting paper under it. Like they're like nasty stuff. You want to bring a bucket for your clothing. Like a container? When you say bucket, I'm imagining like from the beach. No, like a foldable felt bucket. Okay, I know what you mean. The dollar store item. Yeah. Bring doubles of anything that is very necessary because you lose everything. We got out of this a chair yeah and make sure to bring tutus <laughs> yeah also a trick if you're bringing a blanket put the duvet cover over and then you switch halfway through camp so put the, the second one on top of the other one so you don't need to like switch everything up just take it off that is the most genius thing i ever heard so you specifically put two duvet if you didn't catch what she just said adina said you should put on your blanket that you're packing two blanket covers two duvet covers one on top of the other so that when it's time to change your linen because one of the most annoying jobs and i'm telling you this is an adult. I am Baruch Hashem, a mother, a housewife. One of my worst jobs is changing linen. It is so annoying. For me, everyone has different things. Just remove that because in the middle of the summer, you got to wash your linen. Genius! <laughs>
You really did learn responsibility in sleepaway camp. That's amazing. Well, Adina, it was so helpful to have this conversation with you. And I hope that whoever's listening will just have this information in their mind. So if they ever start to feel homesick, like away for Shabbos or in sleepaway camp, they will have your advice ringing in their ears. Any last thoughts that you want to share? Being homesick shouldn't take away anything from camp. Like it should be two separate categories so that way like you could have so much fun. A lot of people are homesick, but you don't want to not have fun. Your parents spend money on camp, you want to just, yeah. That is awesome advice. Keep it two separate categories. Your fun in camp can still happen even when those feelings are happening at the same time. We tell that to kids all the time. It's okay to feel two feelings at the same time. normal don't mix them if you what? do that you're gonna have an awful summer because exactly it will be awful exactly parents. you're not you're not gonna want to have fun you'll convince yourself that you're supposed to be sad adina have an incredible summer enjoy every minute and if you're not enjoying every minute that's fine you'll get over it right you have the tools that you need to get through it it was so fun to have you on the show thank you so much bye bye Hey there, everybody. Do you want to bring a world of joy, magic, and play to your own backyard? Look no further than Swing It with their fully customizable playsets. You can create the swing set of your dreams. And who better to guide you through the process than their amazing accessible agents? That's right, folks. Swingit's very own squirrel mascot, Skipper, is here to tell you that their playsets are the perfect way to bring fun and adventure to your backyard. If you want to have a classic swing set, a towering playhouse, or just anything in between, Swingit has you covered. Making a swing set purchase is a very big deal, but when you're ready to make one, think Swing It because they really have the best customer service. Their agents are super friendly and accessible, and the swing sets themselves are made to last. Yeah. And the best part, Swing It delivers anywhere in the United States. So you can enjoy their incredible playsets all across the United States. Plus, with their commitment to quality and safety, you can be rest assured that your family will have years of fun on your Swing It playset. So what are you waiting for? Follow the link in our show notes today and start creating your dream swing set. And remember, with Swing It, it's a world of joy, magic, and play. Thanks for listening. Swing It, bringing the fun to your backyard. Kids, have a really fun time. We'll miss you so much. Be good. And remember, you can call me at night before you go to sleep, but have so much fun during the day when you stay with the neighbors, the Schwartzes. Bye. 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 I miss mommy and Abba. Me too. It's only been one day. I always feel homesick. Yeah, I wish they were here with us. I really miss them. You know what would make us better? A good old-fashioned sing-along. That's a good idea. What should we sing? How about the songs we learned at camp last summer? Yes, and we could have a mini campfire. We can't have a firelight in the living room. Don't worry. We'll use a flashlight. <laughs> That's silly, but also fun. Let's do it. I call little bee. Baby Bumblebee. Um, hi guys, what are you doing? We're having a sing-along. You want to join us? No, thank you, but I have an idea. Do you want to bake something together? Yes, that's good. I love to do that. I can make something for my mommy and Abba. We can sing while we bake. Let's get started. Down by the bay, with Wobble and go.
I thought long and hard about what kind of adult to bring on to this episode. We're talking about homesickness and we're talking about camp and we're talking about kids and we're talking about feelings. So then I remembered I have this wonderful friend who lives in Los Angeles and she has been a camp mother, a Mora for most of her life and a mommy and a bubby and just such a wise and fun person. She's the person that I want to bring on. So I present to you Mora Fagy Grumman. I am here recording live with a very special guest, and I'm going to let you do all your own introductions. Okay. My name is Moa Fagy Grumman. I live in Los Angeles. I am a first grade Mora. And besides wow. being a first grade Mora, I was a camp mother, mother in... <laughs> I just was thinking the song, Hello, Hello Mara. Hello, Hello Mara. <laughs> Okay, and I was also a camp mother in Aguda West that was in Big Bear, California, and I had the best summer of my life. There were some homesick kids. We're going to get to that. I got to know the girls and we had so much fun. I was a camper myself, actually. That's how I know Moritz Siri. That's right. And we had the best time of our lives. Ever. We really had fun. Our topic today is about homesickness. But in this show, we know that we go a lot of places with our conversation. So the reason why I really wanted to bring you onto Incredible Kids is because I know that you've been a Mora for a very long time. So you said you're a first grade Mora, Mora Fagy. Can you tell us how long you are Mora for? If I tell you how long I'm a Mora for, you're going to think that I have a cane and I have like a white shakel and I dress like an old lady. But really, no, you're very cool. I I don't know if I'm cool, but I feel like I'm 16. So just keep that in mind. So I've been teaching for about 35 years. Wow. Really, I've been teaching for longer than that. I've been teaching for about 35 years when I'm living in Los Angeles. But before Los Angeles, I lived in Montreal. I was a Mora there for three years. Mm. And before that, I was a Mora in Denver for three years. So add it up. And if you do your math, I'm 100 years old. Thirty-five plus three equals thirty-eight. Thirty-eight plus three. Okay, I'm carrying the one. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Now my brain is crazy. Good thing you don't teach math. Okay, <laughs> forty-one. Wow. Can I know how you have a lot of lucky students, and I hope a lot uh, of your old I'm students the are listening to this, maybe with their kids, right? Yes. Such nachas. Besides for being an amazing, incredible Mora, you also, Baruch Hashem, are a mommy and a bubby. Do you go by bubby? Yes. So, mm-hmm. right. so, so you probably know a lot of different kids from different stages of life. And if it was normal to be homesick or if you ever, you know, met any homesick kids before. Yes, I definitely did. First of all, my own children. I hope they're listening to this. They'll get a kick out of it. They better my be. own children. <laughs> a lot of them were homesick. They called me and they wanted to go home at the beginning of camp. And I said, come on. You just got to stick it out. And they did. And they had the summer of their lives. And they were so happy that I told them to just stick it out. The beginning is going to be hard. You know, I'm moving this summer and I know that it's going to be hard at the beginning, but 
I know that if I just stick it out and I just go for it, I'm going to be really, really happy. So if you don't try things out and you don't just push forward, you're never going to have any new experiences. Mm. So when your kids would call you, I mean, a long time ago, when your grown up kids went to camp, they right. probably called you from a payphone, right? <laughs> what right. did they do they in those days? They couldn't phone. call so often. Right. Because there were no cell phones. There were lines for the phone and they could not call me often. And when they called, it was just the beginning that they were homesick. But normally after the first Shabbos, they were not homesick anymore. The first Shabbos just breaks everybody in and everyone's having a blast and singing and Onik Shabbos and having skits and having fun. After the first Shabbos, usually the homesickness just completely disappears and you just have a blast. Doesn't always happen that way, but normally it does. For most kids. For most kids. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Just one Shabbos. I remember feeling that way also. Right. Because when you first go to camp, sometimes you go with friends, which is great. Sometimes you don't, which is also great. Either way, if you go with friends or if you don't, you're in a completely new environment. The surroundings are just totally unfamiliar to you. And you're kind of like in a daze a little bit for the first day or two, like, where am I? <laughs> and then when you get used to your surroundings, you learn where the dining room is and you learn where the bunkhouse is. You get to know your friends a little bit. The feeling out of it kind of mode goes away and you start really enjoying yourself. You enjoy all the activities and the night activity and you wake up in the morning to the camp song and you just have a blast. But if you don't give yourself a chance, you're not going to experience that fantastic feeling. Wow, that's really good advice. Also, like when your kids were little, did they get home? homesick even when they went to a friend's house for a sleepover or for Shabbos? My kids didn't, but we had kids sleep over our house who got homesick. What did and, you do? Um, so I could call their parents and maybe their parents would pick them up. But if it was in the middle of the night, we couldn't call the parents. They would just push forward and they would fall asleep. And in the morning, they were so grateful that they didn't go home because they ended up really having a great time. Right. And your house is probably a lot of fun. So once they realize that they're going to have fun and it's it's going to fly by. They might as well enjoy it. My daughter had a sleepover with a few friends last year, and I could tell that one of her friends was, I don't know if she was homesick. She didn't tell me, but I could see that she was like a little bit not so smiley. And so I just kind of sat with them and I schmoozed with them before I shut the lights in her room. And then she looked at me and she said, Siri, I feel like you're my mommy. She needed like a little bit of home. You know, she just needed a little more attention because sometimes at sleepovers and in camp, like you miss that special tuck into bed. It's right. definitely different. Yeah. Yes. And especially like, you know, when you're in camp, if you have someone that you can talk to, like a camp mother or even a counselor or friend, that really, really helps. Because when you talk about it, you kind of get it out of your system and it totally helps. And the person that you're speaking to can give you good advice and tell you what to do. Can you tell me what to do? And you'll feel a lot better. Although not everyone is homesick. Sometimes people go and they just have a blast immediately. So Lucky you don't them. have to expect. <laughs> yeah, lucky them. You don't have to expect to be homesick. But in case you are homesick, you should know that it is a very, very common thing that people do get homesick and they do 
get over it. That's great. So when we were in camp together, I remember a lot of girls would come over. Maybe they were having problems with a friend or with the bunk and they were sad. They just needed like a mommy. So you were the camp mother. For anybody who's listening and they don't know what the job of a camp mother is, what would you say the job of a camp mother is? Because it's a funny thing. What's a camp mother? You're the mother of the camp. Right. Like, what is that? So like you would go to your mother if you were homesick or if you were feeling sad about something or if maybe you got into a little bit of a fight with a friend or something or or whatever and you would go to your mother and your mother would talk to you and give you advice and make you feel better that's what the camp mother is for so I might not know you but I try to get to know you when I talk to you we can laugh And I can give you advice if you don't know how to do your laundry. You know that I. Oh, that's a big one. Some girls that did not know what to do. I did laundry for them. If there's an embarrassing thing that happens to a kid in camp or whatever, and they need to come to someone, they know the camp mother or someone they could trust, like a trusted adult, you know? Right. A camp mother is someone that won't tell anyone. The type of a person that is a camp mother is someone that really cares about kids and wants kids to be happy. It's so good that camps have that. So smart. I wonder whose idea that was. You know, like I wonder whose idea was like, let's have a camp mother. And then all of a sudden, every camp has a camp mother. So cute. (laughs) So cute. It is. It's great. It's Um, great. I know. What about you? Yes. What about you? Did you ever get homesick? Do you remember when you were little, if you, or even now, like, do you get homesick sometimes ever in any situation? Well, being 100 years old, like I am, (laughs) I don't normally get homesick. No. When I went to camp, actually, I wouldn't have called it homesick. I was like the first day or two, I was disoriented. I came to camp and I I was unfamiliar with my surroundings and I was disoriented. I didn't know a lot of the girls. I did go with a friend or two. So we kind of stuck together that first day or two. I've got my friends on the sunny days. I've got my friends in the thunderstorms and pouring rain. Then we started making friends. And then you don't cling on to your friends that you know so much because you're making other friends. But yes, I did feel disoriented the first day or two when I was confused and not sure of yourself. But then you got comfortable, a little uncomfortable. But you were that kind of kid that was just like totally fine. Like you weren't crying or feeling like your tummy hurts or just not right. No, but some kids, when they get homesick, they can get a stomachache or that's how I felt. I'm speaking from experience. I felt like that ain't camp my first summer in camp i remember i called my mother every morning my father had a 1-800 number kids listening have no clue what that is probably and i used to call it from the payphones. i would wake up at like 5 a.m and like wake them up probably and that was like my homesick time early early in the morning only my first summer at camp in like sixth grade that was it right. after that i was fine right. and i cried take me home take me home and then i was happy the rest of the day but that only lasted and can the you first imagine if they would have taken you home because you were crying you wouldn't have had that fun experience in camp once suggestion I really do have is before you go to camp, speak to people that went to camp before. If this is your first experience, especially in the camps that you're going to. Right. So they could tell you what to expect. Right. You can know what to be prepared for, how the bunkhouses are going to look, if they're crowded, if they're roomy, how many kids are in the bunk, about the nurse, the activities that you do there. It's good to be prepared. The more prepared you are, the easier your transition to camp will be. Right, right. It's true. It makes you less anxious, for sure. And if you go knowing, yes, I might be homesick the first day or two or three. If you go knowing that, then you're not going to freak out. 
You'll be fine. You'll think to yourself, yes, I knew this was going to happen and I'm ready for it and it's going to pass. And it's good you're saying this. They'll remember you being, oh, yeah, she said I'm supposed to feel like that. Or Faggy said in the podcast. Yeah, she said it's supposed to feel like this. Tomorrow will be better. Do any of your grandchildren ever come to visit you by themselves without their parents? Yes, they do. Actually, I have two grandchildren that come on a plane to visit me in Los Angeles. Attention passengers. We've now reached our destination. Wow, that's and, brave. Um, yes, it's very brave of them. I think, you know, the stewardess has to be told beforehand to keep an eye on them. But since I guess I'm their bubby, they're really okay with being with me because they're familiar with me. That's the whole reason why in camp there are a lot of girls that are homesick because you're not familiar with the right, camp. Right, So, so when you're your bubby, you, you know your bubby. Right, yeah. so you know your bubby. Right, the key word is familiar. Once you become familiar with the camp and, you know, in the morning I'm getting up, I'm going to go down to the shul and daven. Then I know that behind the shul is the dining room and we're going to go eat breakfast. Then I know after breakfast we go and we clean up our room. And after that starts the fun and we have all the fun activities. Once you become familiar with the camp and where everything is and the schedule, then you really start enjoying yourself. And I think as the day in camp goes on, it gets more and more fun until the highlight of camp night activity, which Moritz Siri was in charge of. And That's it right. was awesome. I night think that activity. Just, are you ready? One, two, three. Night activity. We are ready. Can't you see? I think once you become familiar with it, you will not miss being at home as much. Any parting thoughts? You have a mic that's listening with all these incredible kids around the world. A general message to all the kitties that are listening to this. My parting words are... If you are someone that is afraid of new things, just go for it. Because if you don't try new things, you're never going to have fun. You're never going to have that experience of camp. You're never going to have that experience when you get older to start a new job. It is much easier to just go with the familiar. Just Mm -hmm. keep doing what you've been doing year after year, year after year. But if you do try new things, you'll see how successful you can be and you'll see how much fun you can have. It just makes life exciting and adventurous. And that's why you're so fun, because you're willing to do new things, even though you said you're 100 years old, which is not true. (laughs) (laughs) But you said you're moving, you're leaving Los Angeles where you were for so many years. So that's going to be change for you. I hope that you obviously have a successful, easy move, but you know that you're willing to do it and you're going to find the fun in the new situations. Of course, I'm a little bit scared about it. Yes, because I'm doing a new job. I've been the first paid mower for 35 years. Whoa! starting something new. So it is scary to me, but I'm also excited. Wow. And I dive into Hashem because Hashem is the one that's going to make me love it. That's right. Thank you for saying that. Okay. We didn't even talk about Hashem. Can you imagine? Well, Hashem is in all this. Hashem is exactly. the one that's going to make me happy in my new house, in my new city, and in my new job. It's all Hashem. And Hashem is with all of the yep. kids, whether they're homesick or not, wherever they are, at sleepover parties and at school and at camp and in a seminary, whatever. Hashem Hashem loves you more than your parents love you, if you can believe that. He does.
just remember that. And if you do get homesick, just there's Hashem. He's much better than a camp mother. He <laughs> is your father. Yeah. And he's father. a real father, not a camp <laughs> father. <laughs> wow. Well, Morphic, okay. it was so fun schmoozing with you. And I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. And all the kids who are going to camp or who have any new experiences are going to remember all the things that we just talked about. That okay. Was- and I hope everyone has a great time. And I want to hear you cheering all the way here in Los Angeles. All right. <laughs> The smoke from Montreal somehow reached New York and New Jersey. So I don't know. Anything's Crazy. possible these yes. days. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Bye. Lord okay. Bye. Good night. Okay. Thank you. Bye. And now it's time for homework. Ooh. Oh, come on. Not that kind. Okay, this week's homework is for all those writers out there and all of those with imaginative stories brewing in their brains. Ooh, I love writing. Write a cute short story about a kid who was homesick and used something that they learned in this episode to push forth and get over their homesickness and feel good about themselves wherever they are in your story. Send it to ikidspodcast at gmail.com and your entry will give you a chance into winning an incredible prize. ikidspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to share with you a very special episode next week. That's right. You heard that right. In honor of the last week of school for so many kids across the world. Yahoo! We have an episode coming exactly one week after this one is airing. So tune in next Thursday to hear a special episode celebrating the end of the school year. If you're loving what you hear so far from Incredible Kids, make sure to tell all your friends, Incredible Kids, Incredible Kids, Incredible Kids, Incredible Kids. Make it come out of their ears until they try at least one episode themselves. And then I'm sure they'll be hooked and they'll tell their friends and soon... Incredible kids will take over the world. And please like us and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you're listening and enjoying Incredible Kids. And go on to our website, IncredibleKids.org, and send us a message and tell us how much you're loving it. And anybody else who would like to get involved, answer the questions that we ask and have their story told, please reach out to us. We love your feedback. And I love interacting and hearing from all of you. Have a great rest of your week and an incredible day. Are you an incredible kid? Send your story to ikidspodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe today to the Incredible Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, you are all Incredible Kids.